Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as a springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Alex. Hi! And today we are joined by special guest, Keely. Hello! Dan couldn't make it today because he's shopping for a new sleeve, which is fitting because we are talking about Netflix original Altered Carbon and the idea of classism in society. So spoiler alert for Altered Carbon. Sit back, relax, or if you're driving, sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So, what did we all think about Altered Carbon? Um, I would definitely say that I enjoyed parts of it. The fact that it was only 10 episodes meant that I could watch it fast enough where I could justify all of the... What are they called? Pitfalls? Plot holes? Yeah. Bad parts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And overall, it kind of felt like a really long Black Mirror episode for me. And so the fact that it was 10 episodes actually felt a little too long. But for the sake of binging, it only took me a few days. Yeah, for those of you listeners who caught our Black Mirror episode, I mentioned a, a marketing thing where they were basically bringing people through um, this exhibit that said we figured out how to grow human bodies and once you die, you get to be put into that body. I didn't know what it was at the time, but it turns out it was for this show. So saying it's a very long Black Mirror episode seems fitting. I definitely thought there was a lot of... Um unnecessary sex scenes yeah and i understand you say unnecessary (laughs) i know that's needed to pull people in i say uh, tomato i feel like there were a lot of unnecessary scenes in general Uh, the sex scenes definitely were gratuitous but my i enjoyed parts of it i guess but i feel like it was definitely less than you alex um I would, I couldn't binge it. It could not hold my attention. I would watch like 20 minutes of it and then be like, I'm so bored and then watch something else. And then a day later be like, okay, I'll finish this episode. And then I'll watch the next episode and I'd finish the episode and then say, you know what? I'll watch the next episode some other time. Like this is super boring. And so like it could not hold my attention. Interesting. So, I mean, I'm able to binge because I'm constantly grading and prepping and stuff. So it's always on in the background and maybe I don't pay enough attention to it. And that's why I don't get bored. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's fair. Um, That's a I think that's the best way to watch this. I don't like to watch shows for the first time as the background noise. I'll use them as background noise if I've already watched them. Right. So when I was watching Altered Carbon, I was actually watching it, and I was like, wow, they really didn't have enough story for this episode, did they? Maybe the next one will be better. Oh, no, this one too? Okay. And then that was just how it progressed. Yeah, I definitely got that sense of, I really enjoyed the concept, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to explore that universe, but they were going at it at a very slow pace and then like seven episodes in introduced way too many things that they stopped addressing like they introduced ideas that needed to be explored and then they didn't yeah in the promo i remember the big line was when the guy says i've hired you to solve a murder who's mine and i was like wow what a fun concept but then there were like 15 other stories that they were following through like that could have been the story and then in season two they could have explored another story that maybe they set up in season one and then it pays off in season two and so on and so on but they were like nope 
all of our ideas for plots are going to go in this season and this season only. And then we're going to start from scratch if we get another season. Yeah, I got that sense. Uh, they had really good characters. I think the types of characters that existed really allowed me to keep enjoying it. The dialogue was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, the scenes were often too long. But, I mean, I'm still able to say that I enjoyed parts of it. If I had to rate it using like a letter, uh, like a C plus. Yeah. Ooh, I'd say like a D, maybe a C minus. I, I gave uh, Iron Fist a D, or maybe uh, even an F, actually. I think that's fair too. <laughs> okay. So yeah, going back to the characters, there was a detective, Ortega. She was pretty fun. She was fierce, but she also didn't have a lot of logic. She as a detective, shouldn't have been as emotional as she was and driven by her feelings. It was kind of like she was trying to be a loose cannon cop, but it didn't really match the universe that they were creating in Altered Carbon. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really coming across very well at all. Well, she's a fiery Latina, so obviously she's gonna, you know, go with her gut. Yeah, stereotypes are very, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're prevalent for sure. And that brings us to uh, Kovacs being a muscular white male in the present, and he's the main guy that we're following. But his original sleeve was an Asian um, that was much more charming and could have been the main character. And I'm not sure why they made why they didn't make him the main sleeve from the beginning. You know I'm why. sure why. You yeah. know. <laughs> I know why. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then we were talking about this a little bit before, the whole idea of um, his wife, girlfriend, that created the sleeves, and then basically it destroys society, so she has to lead a rebellion to get rid of that. That's a much more interesting story, but she is a black woman, and that's, I think, why they didn't follow her story. So I, I think this, uh, they relied a lot on like stereotypes and they really just fell into, okay, they're going to have a, a Muslim character and a Hispanic character and a black character and an Asian character, but make no mistake, white guy's the star. Don't There's you worry. Only one each. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. not exceed that yeah. number. There, that's, a, that's a really good point. <laughs> um, I thought what was interesting was at the end. Uh, how he resleeves. I think it would be cool if they took his new resleeving and that could be the girlfriend, her body, because they do still have that 3D printer. So you're saying he would have been put into her body? I think he could have asked for that. All he was uh -huh. looking for her, I think that could be a, that would be an interesting turn. I think that would allow for some opportunities of representation as well as maintaining like the character's personality because mm -hmm. they were pretty matched yeah. every time like they went into flashbacks too so i liked again the ideas that they tried to explore of the technology and what it would be like if there was immortality mm -hmm. um this idea of having a stack which is something that connects to your brain stem and basically downloads your memories and so that if your body deteriorates in any way you can just re-sleeve, as in put your stack into a new body. 
And this essentially allows humanity to be immortal. And the big conversation starter here is who does that benefit? And the conclusion that the show took on was it benefits the rich, the people who can afford to re-sleeve and get the best body that exists. Um, and then the poor, although they get to re-sleeve, kind of get stuck with the leftover bodies and the leftover sleeves that they don't necessarily like or want. Yeah, they get to live forever as long as they want to, but there was a scene where a seven-year-old got trapped into like a 60 or 70-year-old woman who was looked like some sort of meth head. <laughs> Which, before you go on, there's meth in this show, but it's not the drug meth. Yeah, the, so the, a meth head in this universe would be different <laughs> than a meth head in our universe. That's true. If but I if I had said meth head in that universe, that would have been a great thing. Yeah, that would have <laughs> meant that she was rich. <laughs> I meant that she was addicted to drugs. <laughs> Just to clarify, um, I think it's interesting to see how it's the rich uh, in altered carbon who had all this immortality and they're like oh we need more sleeves we need this we need that uh and the rich in our current society is like concerned about overpopulation but they're totally fine with like immortality and living forever and then the population growing underneath that at the same time not being an issue like they're not they have no problem living forever and still being part of that population because it's them right they're the they're the best of the best so i mean the poor can continue to repopulate and ruin their earth, but we're going to live up in these clouds mm -hmm. and um, have a different society for ourselves. And when we get bored, we'll bring up a poor person every once in a while and use them for entertainment. Um, one main idea that the show explored was the idea or the psychology behind living forever. Not necessarily... The psychology behind being rich, although they address that as well, of being like kind of sucky. <laughs> but also, like, if you live long enough, you get bored with what your potential is. Like, without having an end date, some people, I guess, start realizing, like, oh, this is forever. Uh, then I need to find something else to entertain me. Mm -hmm. I need to find a new way to feel because this isn't enough anymore. And these people are living for hundreds and hundreds of years. So, like, I guess maybe every hundred years they need to find the next level that's going to get them going. Whether that be in a sexual context or a personal thriving context. And this main... The guy who got murdered and who's trying to solve his murder is Bancroft. And his thing is to, like, let out some energy he kills people during sex but he doesn't kill the stack he only kills the sleeve and then lets them live and gives them a new sleeve and all that and he realizes that by living forever this is what he's had to resort to just to feel yeah i thought that was a very interesting idea of you know once you live forever like what else is there you know like what eventually you experience everything if you're living that long and the human mind wasn't designed to do that. Um, but it also brings up the point that they, like, feel like it's mandatory. Like, they're like, well, I'm not going to let myself die 
even though I'm bored and like have done everything I could possibly want to in three lifetimes. But no, I'm not gonna turn off my stack. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a creepy, weird, rich guy and uh, you know, murder people. Children. It's yeah, fine. it's. I thought that was interesting. I I do want to say it had very, it had some ideas and they were interesting, but I don't think it was enough to justify a ten hour movie essentially. Yeah, they could have wrapped that up in three. Yeah, it could have been a two parter maybe, like it. <laughs> but uh, it. yeah, <laughs> but uh, as it stands now, I feel like they had several cool ideas, like the psychology, like the sleeves and stacks themselves. Um, AI, there's an AI character named Poe. That was my favorite part. He was very charming. Based um, off of Edgar Allan. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and, and Poe is sort of a connected to a hotel. So he is the hotel, and he's like the host of the hotel, and he can appear anywhere. And he's very charming, and other AIs actually make fun of him for caring about humans and wanting to explore, like, humanity and see if he could help. And he's just like, I like humans, sorry. Um, and another thing that they tried to explore, but again was overwhelming, was just the history of that universe. How did they get to that point of technology and rich being overly rich and living five hundreds of years? And how is the poor sort of surviving? They start to address it. Like they get into the government and protectorates and making sure that there are types of army soldiers that can travel from planet to planet without getting dizzy and things like that. And then there's a rebellion going on because they realize that stacks and sleeves are dangerous, but they don't really succeed in ex making that history make sense. Mm -hmm. And they don't really succeed in explaining how the poor are living and sort of how often they're dying as well. So like, where's the cutoff line for the population? Mm -hmm. But I guess there are other planets as well that they can be going to. So maybe overpopulation isn't that big of a concern. That's true. That's a good point. Um... I think they had big problems explaining just everything. Like, I, I feel like they uh, just didn't know how to exposit. And this is a show that relies a lot on world building. One example that sticks out in my mind is Bancroft is explaining how he was murdered, but his stack didn't remember, like, who murdered him, but he still knows he was murdered, and he's explaining it to Kovacs. And he's basically like, have you ever heard of this technology? And Kovacs goes, of course, everyone's heard of that. Well, then why would you ask him if he's heard of it? If it's such a common... Like, that'd be like going up to someone and being like, have you ever heard of a cell phone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> why would you ask me that? So I... It was, yeah, it was very obvious when they were talking to the audience. Yeah. And when they were talking to the characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long was uh, Kovacs under? Do we remember? Like 200 years. 200 years. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he says something like, oh, yeah, but, like, it wasn't as easily accessible when I was alive. But still, Alex put it very well. Um, it was obvious. They were like, hey, audience, like, this is something you need to know. But that is a good point. Mm -hmm. uh, Kovacs was technically from the past, so he kind of had some catching up to do. So one thing the show addresses pretty well is, the, again, this idea of classism and the struggles that you see 
Um, one thing that came to mind for me was healthcare. Um, there's a scene where Ortiga gets like her arm ripped off or squished or something. Something like that. Um, I think someone's yanking on one arm <laughs> and then someone's yanking on the other. And then one just yanked too hard. That's in an elevator that happened. <laughs> um, and so Kovacs is carrying her to the hospital, um, carries her up to the front, is, is like, she's dying, save her. And the lady at the front is like, well, get in line. Like, take a number. Yeah, yeah, take a number, grab a ticket. And then he reveals that he's a billionaire, a trillionaire, because he has the funds to conduct his murder mystery. And so he, he like spits on a scanner and his uh, DNA will tell the woman how much money he has. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't know. Like, right this way, sir, please, I'm sorry. And I think that that mentality can also exist in our society today. Obviously, it was exaggerated, but it's present. Yeah, I definitely agree that the idea of, oh, I'm sorry, I, di I didn't realize that you had money, but please, like, right this way. Not necessarily in hospitals, but, like, kind of in hospitals. <laughs> Yeah, and you can even see it, like, if you go into the wrong store. Like, yeah. people won't help you if they don't think you're going to buy a lot. Mm -hmm. And so they'll be like, eh, we're going to let them fend for themselves, and we're going to look for the rich-looking person because I might make more sales. Mm -hmm. And that's called um, racism, usually, uh, <laughs> but also just, like, classism. <laughs> usually. <laughs> I do think there's also a level of discrimination uh, and prejudice involved in the uh, religious divides. Um, the rich definitely use that to their advantage in Altered Carbon. Uh, there's this place, Head in the Clouds, at the end, uh, that's run by Kovac's sister, which is the big bad. Yeah, who we didn't know existed until, like, more than halfway in. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, Head in the Clouds place, it specializes in... Again, what the rich who have lived for so long have an interest in. Have like, oh, what if I did this? What if I did that? Could I get away with that? They can. They yeah. do. And like, and could I feel more? Yeah. <laughs> what else can really get them going? And so it's like a prostitute powerhouse type situation. They have young women sign up. Young women, young men. Anyone who thinks that, you know, if they get killed in this line of work, they'll just get re-sleeped. It'll be fine. Uh, but they really specialize in real death. So they have these people have sex with these people and kill them <laughs> at the end. And the big, the big concept in Altered Car Carbon is that there's a difference between being killed and being real death. And so the real death is when the stack gets destroyed. Whereas when you're killed, only the sleeve gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. So that when she's saying that they're specializing in real death, they're saying that the rich want to actually kill people without the consequence mm -hmm. and at head in the clouds after they kill them the sister actually programs within their stack that they have religious coding when they don't so they can't be brought back and questioned by the police later yeah so i thought that was interesting the, the way they explore that so once the sleeves and the stacks were introduced they also talk about how there's a religious divide of are we trying too hard to become gods, only God can live forever, uh, things like that. And so certain religions need to start addressing whether it's morally correct to re-sleeve 
and whether it's morally correct to like become robotic and try to live forever. Um, and so some people choose to get religious coding, which simply means that they can't be brought back. And it's under the belief that if you come back, you can't go to heaven anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the rich and the sister takes advantage of this and code religious coding onto stacks that they don't want to be interrogated. Mm-hmm. And that allows them to get away with murders, which is a pretty cool, intelligent loophole, mm-hmm. especially under the condition of, oh, I wonder like how much harder it is to get away with murder now that the murderer can be brought back to be questioned about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just uh, raise someone from the dead and be like, who did it? That guy. Okay. And then you <laughs> go off and get him. Um, I definitely thought the religious coding was a very interesting idea. And um, the it kind of reminded me of the controversy from the Super Bowl where Justin Timberlake announced he was going to perform with a hologram of Prince. Mm. And Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. And they're very much against that idea. And Prince himself said, no, that just seems like demonic to me the idea of being brought back and controlled and things like that so that kind of uh i felt was like our closest analog in our reality yeah what we have Mm -hmm. in carbon but i also think you mentioned jehovah's witnesses and i'm pretty sure they're the ones who don't accept blood transfusions they think Mm -hmm. that blood is uh pure and they believe that the bible says that you shouldn't donate blood you shouldn't receive blood And it's gotten in the way of certain health issues because there are people who can be saved with a certain type of illness but have to refuse the treatment because it requires blood transfusions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's definitely something that's happening in today's society, how religious morality can get in the way of health care and whether or not that's a good or bad thing. Right. It's like if a child is sick and their parent refuses hospitalization, even though that could easily treat their child just based on their religion. Because they're like, no, God can cure it or what have you. Right. And that can and just when we talk about anti-vaccination, it isn't often a religious thing, but it is something where parents have too much control and kind of like they have too strong of an opinion for something that is founded in nothingness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that religion is founded in nothingness, but, oh boy, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're talking about religion versus medicine, they're two completely different worlds. So your medical opinion is kind of founded in nothingness from that field, whereas your religion isn't nothingness, but it it doesn't really dictate anything from this very different... It's founded in philosophy and morality, so I recognize that. But (laughs) there is definitely a world where religion and science can work together, and there are definitely people who take advantage of that divide and avoid treatment. (laughs) Radicalism is tricky no matter what form it comes in. Yeah, and... um, Keely, you brought up sort of the idea of radicalism, but also parents having too much control over their children. And that was something that Altered Carbon brought up with um, these rich people that have lived forever abusing their wealth and power and influence Mm -hmm. and being able to bring up people 
and say, hey, like, we'll pay you, and, uh, but I'm also going to kill you. But hey, like, you're going to get a new body because that's a thing we can do now. And these poor people are like, yeah, sure, that sounds like a good deal to me. And then they actually get murdered. Yeah, um, and even if they don't actually get murdered, that's still a really fucked up thing. To yeah, do. Um, that, there, there yeah, is. I, I really normalized the first part. <laughs> There's definitely they show the psychological trauma in uh, Lizzie, um, and I think that's they have to look at that based on everything else that they told us, which is good that they came back to it so many times. Yeah, and they 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 do have so many examples of it that it does kind of get normalized in the society that they set up. But then they use Lizzie, the um, the Kovacs' friends, Vernon's daughter. Phew! Yeah, uh, we haven't mentioned her yet, but she experiences trauma because she gets killed because... Um, She's pregnant with Bancroft's child. Exactly, there And Bancroft's go. wife loses her shit. Bancroft's wife, Miriam, definitely... She's, she's her own little package. Um, but she believes that, you know... Bancroft can go and sleep with whoever uh, as long as she only has children with her. Um, and so when Lizzie was like, oh, hey, I'm pregnant, she beat the shit out of her uh, yeah. pretty effectively. And so going back to the normalizing, uh, Lizzie is sort of reminding the audience and reminding, I guess, that society that what is normalized doesn't mean that it's okay morally. Um, I distinctly remember a husband and wife fight to the death um, in front of a bunch of rich people and whoever wins gets a better sleeve and whoever loses sort of gets re-sleeved into the regular one that they've been in. Um, and so Kovacs doesn't enjoy that and interferes and the husband and wife are like, don't ruin this for us. If neither of us dies, then we don't get our money and we can't support our children. Mm -hmm. And Kovacs is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. I what? think he's thrown in. He's yeah. thrown in. I thought that was a really interesting part, the uh, husband and wife fighting, because everyone is talking about it like, a, man, what a, what a quirky kind of... Uh, couple thing? Gimmick. But also couple thing. Um, but yeah, they're like, wow, what, what a weird thing. They're, they're husband and wife. And like you said, Kovacs is like, that's not cool. But they're like, hey, if we're immortal, I'll hurt myself and kill myself in order to support my family. Right. And But that doesn't dismiss all of the pain that they have yeah. to go through mm -hmm. and the fact that they're fighting to the death. Yeah. Like, you're still going to feel all of those things. Yeah. Which is uh, one thing I was interested in that... The sleeves, and so the sleeves are organic material. They are human bodies. They're just not born and raised. They're 3D printed. But I thought it was interesting that they still had, you know, human weaknesses. Like they still felt pain. Their bones could still be broken. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was in an effort to still feel normal. But if I were going to have an underground fighting ring where people fought to the death, I'd probably make them like superhuman so it's like yeah like he punched him so hard he broke his hand but he didn't notice so he just kept punching him with a broken hand mm -hmm. yeah maybe yeah. i'm the problem <laughs> <laughs> i mean and they do mention that some sleeves have modifications mm -hmm. but you're right when they go into like the underground fighting scene you don't see any of those sleeves so 
that just might be because of the discrepancy of poor and rich. Mm-hmm. The poor are the ones who are fighting, so and then the people hosting aren't necessarily rich enough to get those super cool sleeves to fight to the death mm-hmm. because those are really expensive sleeves. But the rich get to customize their sleeves to excrete hormones to get people horny. Um, they have like things in their nails so that when they scratch you, like you get horny. It, the, <laughs> it's a lot of, yeah. uh, it's a lot of horny based. The, the rich yeah. really focus in on sex as the only means to find like a f- sense of feeling again. Like they mm. didn't explore any other options. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. They didn't go out hiking. Yeah. And this is a war. This is a. This is a movie where Infinity War has already come out, and they didn't even watch all of the Marvel movies. Like, they didn't even try that. Yeah, that could have lasted them a couple of hundred years. Yeah, like, that would last them at least one sleeve. (laughs) So that's to the creator's fault, I'm guessing. Yeah. I doubt that that's what society would come down to if Mm -hmm. I lived forever, if a society was able to live forever. When they got bored with their life, I don't think that their only outlet is going to be weird, kinky shit. Yeah. Like, there would definitely be those groups, but... That, I, that was that, the only group yeah, exactly. That's in this season. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love I love the idea of next season, Kovex coming back and being like, oh, this group just, like, has picnics every Saturday. Like, what a nice idea. <laughs> this man loves his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask everyone here a question. What do you think you'd do if you could live forever? Um, that's a very interesting question. Uh, hmm. I... Or let me rephrase it because I don't want to tire ourselves with all of the uh, psychological consequences of that. <laughs> God. <laughs> if you could live for as long as you wanted. Okay. But when it came down to eventually dying, like... It could just happen and you wouldn't have to think about, like, the whole suicidal aspect of it. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. Um, So, going off the idea of altered carbon where I can just put myself into a new body, I would definitely eat less healthy. I don't eat particularly healthy right now. I work out sparingly, so my diet of burritos and cigarettes doesn't kill me. Um... (laughs) But I would, I wouldn't even care if I could just put myself into a new body. Yeah, there wouldn't be any repercussions, so that would be yeah. nice. You can just jump off whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've jumped out of an airplane twice, guys. So. Oh, I don't. If I had an infinite number of lives, I still don't think I would go skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, <laughs> here goes my weekend plans. I'll go with you. Um. I would say living forever is such a honestly uncomfortable topic for me because one of my biggest fears is everyone dying that I care about. <laughs> so if I'm living forever and no one else is, that's going to fuck me up. But ignoring, all again, all those psychological consequences, I would probably explore. Maybe, I mean, I've always mentioned that learning is my passion. I'm a lifelong learner. And so maybe like going into different cultures and experiencing their culture and learning about it and then finding someone else and for another couple of 50 years like enjoy that culture as well and then potentially if we're going back to the sleeves concept find sleeves that have taste buds that enjoy whatever culture i'm in i can handle it yeah because i would 
like one food is a really important aspect for me but also I'm a really picky eater so (laughs) if I'm gonna be eating like octopus or like cat meat and stuff like that I'm living hundreds of years, okay? I'm gonna act, I'm gonna have to eat cat meat at some point. That's the last thing I'd want to do. Well, I've done everything. <laughs> um, but that'd be something to think about. Definitely just explore all of the food options in the world and live yeah. within that culture for a while. I think I'd want to cure things for sure. I think I think I'd want to learn all the sciences. Uh because there's so much science, guys. There's just... Um, it would be interesting to visit every culture, you know? You're right about that, for sure. I would definitely want to become a fantastic artist. Like, I want to be able to create. Um, and that gives me so much time to explore things to base it on. Uh, as well also, as to yeah. perfect. Yeah. I would definitely say if I lived forever, I don't think I'd become any smarter. I, I think <laughs> I have a certain limit of... I guess intelligence, like I think I could learn more things, but I don't think I could, even if I lived forever, I don't think I could get to the point where I've cured cancer mm. because I don't have that capacity in me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, I'm not putting myself down. Don't worry. My self-esteem is through the roof. Yeah, Alex, <laughs> you're so self-deprecating for saying you probably won't be able to cure cancer. I just want to make sure everyone <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll put the attempt out there to cure stuff, but I'm not promising anything. I mean, I, I feel like it would lead me down this road of godhood, like what happened to his sister, Ray. Um, because I just, I'm already a narcissist. I don't really know what else to tell you. No, that's totally reasonable. Um, God complex, very easy to fall into in our regular life. <laughs> yeah. If we had 500 years, oh, I'd, yeah, I'd totally fall into that. Yeah, I would definitely be, like, overconfident. Um, There's this Mark Twain quote where he says, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. That doesn't count when you live forever because it's like, oh, man, I really have to take this opportunity. Because you don't have to. You can just do it again later. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think you guys are both right. Like, I think it's kind of inevitable a lot of people are going to fall into like, well, I'm perfect and I can do anything and I can do everything. And I think that's the point and consequence of Altered Carbon is as much as humanity is striving to live forever, don't. (laughs) It would not be good. (laughs) There are too many psychological consequences and then societal consequences and then political consequences, et cetera, et cetera, that would come from living for too long. Yeah, I'm 22 and I'm already over this, so... Don't even get me started. (laughs) That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in next week when we talk about A Quiet Place and Seen versus Unseen Monsters. If you liked us, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2 underscore bald men and find us on Facebook. And remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much again, and if you were driving, we hope you got to your destination safely and on time.